0: All right, Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to another episode of Bear Minds where it is my aim to uncover and promote founders of all kinds, shapes and sizes from around Bay Area and Silicon Valley. Today we have a very special guest. After graduating with a master's degree in computer science from the University of Madras, she went on to found a company called Paloras Corporation, which is an analytics software company focused on improving sales and customer service for enterprises Um, she's currently on the board of TIE Silicon Valley which is a not-for-profit network of entrepreneurs and in this podcast we will be talking about her newest startup Equip which uses machine learning to predict IOT device failures in the same age uh, we have so many products with embed- embedded sensors they are all talking to each other some more than humans talk to each other these days so you can see why it is so important to monitor usage and condition so you can predictively not reactively fix faulty devices we're also going to be talking about the role of women in technology it's definitely no secret that the gender disparity is absolutely ridiculous at this moment and it's also no secret that gender makes little difference in your ability to become a fantastic engineer. So if there's ever someone you could call a superwoman in technology, I think she would definitely be in the running. Without further ado, please enjoy this following conversation with Karpagam Narayanan. So Karpagam, welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: That's very generous introduction. It's uh, Thank you.
0: I think you're being humble, but... <laughs> Let's start off by talking about your latest startup, Ecryp. Now, I understand you've been in stealth mode for a while, so there's not a lot of information online for people to look up. So we would love to hear from you what Ecryp really is and what motivated you to start it.
1: Um, As we were working with Polora's, with analytics and with data, we recognized how uh, data is incidental to uh, uh, predict or to even make decisions in, within a corporate environment, right? And, uh, but literally what was happening is people had reports, people were into analytics, people, you know, every, all the companies we were working with had 2,000 and odd reports, but they needed a next level of analysis saying, okay, what do I do? What actions can I take, right? So, instead of doing a platform, which there are other platform vendors, we focused on two industries, medical devices and self-serving kiosks, and primarily what we are doing is we are predicting device failures within those um, industries. So, let me talk about medical devices first, and then we'll talk about self-serving kiosks. Okay. From a medical devices standpoint, if you're thinking uh, somebody goes in for, a, you know, um, there's a premier manufacturer who's looking into coming up with the next uh, generation of mammogram um, machine, right? Um, so the imaging portion of it, how do is, does the imaging, um, is the imaging right? Is the imaging working? And a woman goes in to be able to do the examination and the equipment is down and, you know, it creates an emotional um, thing and it also costs the hospital so much when uh, um, uh, these machines break. So how do we get the data um, where you can proactively go and send the right person with the right part uh, at the right time to the right location is pretty much what we uh, focus on and how do we do it in a very proactive way. So I'll give you another example. Um, you know, Most of the uh, recalls from medical devices companies come because of user uh, uh, interface failures. So they created an oxygen um, um, flowing machine and it was set in one or two and the doctor when he set it up it ended up between one and two and the oxygen never flowed to, uh, flowed to the patient so it was uh, it, some of it is literally you know simple things like that can be predicted it was a brand new product first of all yes the knob shouldn't even be there within one and two and if the oxygen wasn't flowing it should have been um um, 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 caught ahead of time so these kind of issues is what we work on with medical devices so it's impactful um, and which is why I picked that first but a much 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 you know and here if you think of medical devices it's high capital uh, high uh, downtime requirement machines right because most of these machines already work with 99.99% availability, mm-hmm. but you want more. You want it to not be reactive. You want it to be proactive. So that's where medical devices come in. Uh, but in terms of uh, self-serving kiosks, which has become very very popular, and you are um, from Malaysia, uh, Korea, so you know, you know, the Asian market is flooding with uh, self-serving kiosks, just like mm-hmm. the US is. So we check in with Southwest uh, self-serving kiosks. We have cash ATM machines. India recently had a denomination of um, rupees. And um, uh, when I went in, I wanted to get rupees and none of the ATMs in the airport worked, um, in the Mumbai airport, right? So those are the kind of uh, um, um, uh, issues with the cash um, machines, cash counting machines, the cash walls, um, um, all of that stuff. How do we predict the failures before it happens? How do we know how certain geos, it, it's affected more than other geos? How do we know if, um, uh, you know, replacing part number one is not enough, replacing part number one and two is always much better? How do you know when, uh, you know, it's like a buying a car, right? You buy a car, usually either the issues are very high if you're uh, not lucky, or the, there's no issues. But at some point it papers off and it gets into steady state and after a certain number of years it goes up, the number of issues. Same thing happens in every device. So how do we find that uh, um, uh, gap? That's what we are focusing on.
0: So how prevalent is this problem actually? And who are your main customers? Who do you sell right. this course, technology
1: to? Yeah. So. Um, In all the, both the industries, it's two primary customer targets, right? One is the end user. So, in medical devices, it's hospitals itself. Mm -hmm. Um, um, And in the self-serving kiosk is wherever the self-serving kiosk is, right? So, that's one. Um, The second, uh, that's the end user. The second one is the people who are servicing those. So, in a medical device company, in a hospital, basically, a hospital usually um, um, has um, uh, they outsource a lot of those um, services. Same thing with happens with self-serving kiosks. So it's the service companies is the second one. The third one we are looking at is the manufacturers themselves. So um, uh, manufacturers of the medical devices and manufacturers of the self-serving kiosks. So both are uh, what we are looking at.
0: I see. So, Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, 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 I'm, I'm done. All
0: right, so um, If someone wanted to find out more about Equip, how would they do that?
1: A couple of things. We will be speaking at IoT World, Um, you know, the curtains will be down. Slowly, we are putting together more information on their website. Uh, We have, uh, you know, the product is ready, it's being used by customers. Um, uh, we are starting to expand into uh, Middle Eastern market too um, because it's huge in financials in Dubai and places like that. Mm-hmm. So um, um, we are uh, doing that also. Um, so it's, uh, you know, we'll keep checking our website. We will be uh, there. We will be speaking at IoT World. So be there, um, of course, and there will be a presence at Thai too. All
0: right. So IoT World and Ecrypt.com, uh, links will be in the description or I'll put it up here.
1: Yeah, um, and there's one more thing since you're a student. We would love to partner with students and we have, you know, competitions around machine learning and if uh, any student is um, interested in learning machine learning or be part of the challenges, they can send an email to me, kn at ecrypt.com and um, I will, um, um, uh, you know, um, get you oriented to some very interesting concepts.
0: Perfect. So how long have you been running this competition for?
1: competition is very new, we, star- we have started off with uh, Indiana University, um, uh, we are in discussions with uh, a couple of, uh, two to three other universities, so it's pretty new in the last two to two weeks.
0: I see. Now, yeah. before we move uh, on...
1: We at this as a year-round one, so it's not, you know, we started it off, but each of those uh, tasks, each of those uh, problem sets that we have, it ranges from anywhere between two weeks to eight weeks, and you can work in teams and compete uh, one team against another. So
0: um, that is super. The... In... I I think there will be a lot of interest at Berkeley for sure. Um, th- I think there's a new machine learning club at Berkeley as well. Like the in- enthusiasm around here is in- insane. Um, that could be a good problem. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So before we move on, though, um, the fact that you're creating a hardware startup, uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of hardware startups um, in in comparison to software startups. We and are
1: not software hardware at all. This is a complete software as a service. Um, I see. Um, and it is, um, you know, it's in the cloud. Um, um, our uh, benefit in eCrip is we provide the out-of-the-box inside. so you don't have to literally, you know, you don't have to do anything. All you need to do is connect your point your data to it, we create, we extract the data, we have um, the right ways to bring in your service rec- uh, requests, your field requests, your uh, uh, device logs, uh, the manufacturer um, log data, um, all of that, Your um, 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 the, and then we collate it, we create the metadata model, we run through with different machine learning algorithms, and we figure out what would be the best model. For the type of business uh, problems that uh, you want to address, and we come up with out of the box insights. So that's our real value is the out of the box insight. So it's real software, not hardware. All right. Thank
0: Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So if you want to learn more about ECRYPT, you can either go to ecrypt or you can get in touch with Carpagum through her email or she has a LinkedIn or AngelList, and links are in the description. Um, so let's. Transition now into a topic that, as important as it is, uh, it seems to get overlooked a lot in the Silicon Valley. Um, in recent years, the gender disparity, it's been brought to light with a bunch of movements. There's been hashtag Girls Who Code, there's feminine STEM, there's Diversitech here at Cal, uh, which aims to promote diversity not only in gender, but also in ethnicity and like socioeconomic background. Even still, there only seems to be a small uptick in the number of diver- in. in Diversity ratings at most tech companies. So, Carpagan being a prominent immigrant woman leader in technology, in what ways do you think the problem is not being addressed properly?
1: Um, it feels like we talk a lot about this topic recently, yeah. <laughs> but it's not enough. Um, it's sad. Uh, growing up, you know, no one said uh, you're a female, you can't do math or science, right? And I wish every um, um, person, you know, it's boys or girls, um, are not blocked by any preconceived opinion anywhere in the world, right? So if you are interested in doing it, whether it's a cool thing, whether it's not, um, just do, uh, you know, uh, pursue the interest. And the more you pursue something, you kind of um, get good at it too. So it's a lot of it is, you know, you don't know what you don't know, and uh, you put yourselves outside of the uh, comfort zone to be able to um, get to where we need to get to. Um, uh, all of these discussions, and primarily the uh, leadership of Cheryl uh, Sandberg and my role model, um, Melinda Gates, is, uh, is going to help a lot in this space. And each one of us can do something to help there.
0: I think another important point is that a lot of the push for women in stem is coming from other women already in stem and the men in technology seem to be turning a blind eye and they don't not most of them at least be are vocal about their support um and you see this even with like you see this deeply ingrained culture with the current scandals at uber as well like it's the male workers at at these tech companies, they seem to try to turn a blind eye because it's an easier problem to just ignore than to try to solve. And if I could implore to the males in tech right now to be more vocal and be more active, proactive, rather than just maybe writing a blog post, um, I think that would be really, really useful.
1: And coming from someone like you, um, college um, um, thank you I respect that
0: yeah. you're very welcome I think so how how did you push through all those social barriers because you there's no doubt you had to overcome a lot of obstacles to get to where you are
1: um, so I do wanted uh, with the previous one right so um, uh, I was recently talking to a VC um, uh, uh, based uh, out in uh, Oregon and he mentioned that he his daughters. The more you know, time as his daughter grows, he's very aware of all these scenarios and everything that he was never aware of, even through his wife or colleagues or anything. So I'm an optimist. I'm a total optimist in general by nature. So I'm very optimistic. All these discussions and people like you will change this. Um, and you know, places like Harvey Med, even Caltech is also 50% women now. So um, uh, all of these things is going to get us um, very fast, get us to you know where we need to be very very fast. It will. Um, but sorry about that. Coming back to your question, social barriers. Um, I never thought about it. To be very honest with you, it never you know. Now we are talking about it. In those days, it's it's a, you don't think about it. You don't think that you are the only female in a room. You don't think you know. It's more you're there. Hmm. Contribute your role and uh, to be part of it. To do the best you can. And that's how I feel even today. Um, so I really don't feel like um, a female um, a person. So since I didn't pay so much attention, the social barriers um, I, I, I don't show up. But there are um, uh, specific situations that would happen when I was uh, what 20. I i, I did my master's quite early. So I was uh, uh, 22 um, when I got out and um, started my uh, job. And my first job was at a startup. And three days into the job, they uh, sent me home and told me to come back because I was pregnant at that point. So um, I didn't know any better. I came home crying. They called me promptly um, 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 later on to um, hire me but uh, those kind of things never came across like, hey, you know what, Uh, this is not, um, you know it is not right, but uh, you thought that's how the world is. Now, I think with all of the um, uh, propaganda that's going around equality, I think more and more uh, women are questioning the scenario that they are in, which is, I think, healthy.
0: I think that's a very refreshing way to look at it as well. previous thing that you said just to say that you don't think about being the only woman in a room you just think about the fact that you're here to contribute you're here to you have a job and that's what you're here to do Um, yeah so thank you for your take on that Um, and of course uh, before we leave off we can't leave out some general parting questions Uh, for aspiring entrepreneurs and technologists I I took these questions directly out of Tim Ferriss's newest book, uh, Tools of Titans, <laughs> um, which is, I mean, I love Tim Ferriss, and these are just the perfect questions, so without any further ado, when you think of the word successful, who is the first person that comes to mind, and, and why?
1: Melinda well, Gates.
0: I feel like the um, why they... is almost implied at that point.
1: <laughs> um... She has a balance um, um, in how she looks at the world, Uh, balance to technology, balance to giving, balance, you know, so um, 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 I uh, tell this, um, to me, success is three things. One is you have to be able to pay your own bills. Number two is you have to be a good citizen. Number three is you have to give back to the community. Hmm. Anybody who has done any of these three is successful. And in her case, she's doing it at a much larger scale, so.
0: That's really inspiring. Um, okay, so what is something you believe that other people think is insane?
1: Is insane?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can choose to pass.
1: <laughs> I, I, I pass on it because I can't think of anything
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is, what is the worst advice you see being dispensed in your field?
1: Um, follow your uh, 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 passion. A lot of the times, not just in my field, in general, I think that's the one that we are telling people. Mm-hmm. But but the truth is 85, 90% of the population don't know what their passion is about. And um, and what happens is you tend to worry and figure out, oh my gosh, I don't know what my passion is about. You know, there's 10% of the population that know exactly where they want to be and um, they are uh, uh, grateful that they got into what they wanted to be, they, you know, and they were they are in the right place at the right time to be successful. But 90% of the people don't have that opportunity and that just because of that they um, end up being um, a little bit uh, 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 passive, I should say passive, oh my gosh, I haven't figured out what it is and you don't have to I think you just pick one thing that you like today, you just focus on it and always you know there's always another option that life closer to you and you pick that up later on so learning is a lifelong thing um i'm still uh, i it's i'm not saying it in a um 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 egoistic way but um i'm learning and i'm still figuring it out everybody's doing that so
0: i'm really glad you mentioned that because like i was recently turned on to stephen king as an author and i found out that even for him it's not a passion that he's writing it's something he he believes that you just have to be professional about it he just literally sits down and writes for six hours every single day and that's how he makes all these incredible stories but it's not necessarily a passion that he's just like completely singly focused he's a human too he has other interests but he's being professional and I think the being professional part gets overlooked a lot for the millennial generation as well. We, we re, we're lazy. We're complacent. We're entitled. <laughs>
1: um, and a lot of it comes because, you know, you're uh, told that follow your passion. And most of the people, it's like, oh, I don't have my passion. And then, you know, you become complacent. Um, uh, in, in my case, I love innovation. I love entrepreneurship. I love bringing new products into life. But at the same time, I'm also involved in so many um, not for profit causes. So that's, it's, it's, I think it is important uh, to do that uh, because I need to figure out my own balance. Same thing, everybody, it's okay to be multi talented, it's okay to be divested, it's okay, you know, but do what you enjoy. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the only thing that you need to do.
0: Absolutely. All right. So, what, what advice would you give to your 20? Your old self.
1: Mm. Um. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 take it easy because everything gets sorted out sometime or the other.
0: Um. How about how about to your thirty-year-old self?
1: Oh, I would say the same thing. Really? I would say the same thing even today. It's- <laughs> because it's at a different level right it's always at a different level right
0: so okay um what have you changed your mind on in the last few years and why
1: um spending more time in meditation and um uh it's it's uh it's been very um helpful to um uh, get answers to some core questions because a lot of what life is all about is understanding yourself um and even though we tend to know what our strengths are what our weaknesses are in terms of our talents and stuff like that it's a question of why am I do uh, not in a professional way alone even you know in the way you react to things how this is so meditation has helped uh, mm. tremendously and I' found fantastic group of people I do it with also so which is I'm a uh,
0: people's person so it helps me both ways so your your mental wellness activities would you say it's mostly meditation maybe being outdoors as well how do you how do you maintain sanity in all the chaos of running startups and
1: you know um, I take. Uh, um, I have been very very good and very fortunate I should say uh, to be able to take time off and do backpacking so for me being um, in the mountains is uh, very soulful so I do that um, along with uh, and when I don't do that I have my meditation and my meditation group that keeps me completely uh, grounded
0: all right thank you very much Karpagam um, So that was karpagam narayanan founder of icrip if you're interested in joining the machine learning competition that is all in the descriptions and if you're interested in reaching out everything is in the description so thank you very much um i hope you all the best with the in the future and any further ventures um and all the best thank
1: you and all the best to you and all the youngsters who are listening to it. So, um, y- y- you know, what we did, you guys are the people who are going to uh, make the um, life, the uh, world a better place, better than how we left it in our generation. So, best wishes to you.
0: Yeah, we certainly hope to be able to do this, to make the world an incredibly good place. Anyway, all right, thank you very much.